I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in third and final hour of the program here on Friday. And that means it is time to be joined as we are each week at this time by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. And joining her this week is Councillor at Large Naomi Carney. Good morning, Councillors. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. And uh, and, and Councillor Carney, I'm sure uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're having an interesting morning uh, after our oh, conversation yes. yesterday. Yes, very interesting. So uh, I, I I talked a little bit about it today. We we already heard from from Gilly earlier. So uh, I'm sure he's going to be anxiously listening to this segment as well. But I want to start off by discussing uh, Council President Morad with you the issue that happened with the ballot question, which um, you know we've we've heard from some counselors, uh, and I know that in a way your hands are tied in this because it is not a council matter, but there are some things that the council can do. Just first of all, your thoughts on the procedure and where there's an apparent breakdown in communication. Well, Tim, there's two sides to every story. And, you know, I, I listened to the mayor uh, talk with uh, your colleagues this week about the fact that, you know, he's heard something different from the city department heads and frankly, so have I. And I'm pretty sure Council Carney has as well. Uh, there's obviously a misunderstanding here um, as to what should happen and what shouldn't happen. Uh, the two folks that were uh, promoting the petition, they, they had legal counsel. I'm, I'm sorry the legal counsel didn't, you know, guide them appropriately. Um, it's, it's too bad. It really is. I mean, I was not in favor of what those two individuals were doing because despite what they've stated publicly, um, you know, I, I'll speak for myself. I, I felt it was targeted uh, toward me based on comments that Catherine had made in the past uh, on shows on, on the air with you and in uh, the New Bedford Light. But regardless of that, um, if, if we're going to look at term limits in the city of New Bedford, then what we need to do is have an honest conversation and an honest conversation, not only about the city council, but, you know, all the elected positions in the city of New Bedford. And frankly, um, you know, if it were me promoting that initiative and my legal counsel told me that, you know, I could only pick, I should only do one at a time, I shouldn't do multiple, I, I, I don't think I would have started with the city council. Because if you look at the track record of the city council, I don't want to take up your whole show with this. I mean, the, the, the ward counselors and the at-large counselors have turned significantly. And as a matter of fact, in the last 10 years, which is what this ballot initiative really looks at, the eight-year term plus the two years that you're currently in, 
there's only been one colleague who's been on the council 10 consecutive years. And, you know, that's Council Gomes. So the, the ward councillors have changed over, and when we have a chance, I'll rattle them all off to you, and so have the at-large councillors in the last 10 years. So, um, and that's not true with other elected positions in the city of New Bedford or in the state, uh, for that matter. So, so um, if we're going to have the conversation, we're going to have a, a long, honest conversation. We also need to talk about what has happened now that we have a four-year mayoral term and a two-year council race. Uh, we, need, we need to adjust those again because, as you've seen, I know your colleagues blame uh, Manny DeBrito for the low turnout, but if you've seen... People are not coming out for just one race, you know. So we need to fix that. And I've also always had a concern about the fact that there is a possibility that all 11 councils could be new in, in year one. And that's a problem because this is, this, is, this is not an easy job to learn, and there's a lot to learn. And you, you do need some experience on the council to, to move things along in a smooth and, and you know, uh, un, uninterrupted fashion. So well, if that's the... Uh, feeling of the body that we need to have this conversation uh, then we should but we shouldn't rush to it and again it should be all inclusive it shouldn't be just one group of people and I'll be quiet now for a minute I'm sorry no well I just want to ask you <laughs> if you had your druthers you know I know I know that we've talked before about you know the mayoral term getting pushed to four years and, and you put out a statement about the the close numbers on that vote so uh, but would you be in support of the council term being extended to four years to match the mayoral term and maybe have councillors in, you know, some some years go on the ballot and some other years go on the ballot? I'd like to have the discussion, you know, a full, robust discussion about that because, yes, I, either, the, either, either or, uh, bring the mayor term back to two. Um, you know, let's look at the assessor term as well. That's a six-year term. Um, and the uh, school committee's four already. So either make them all four or, you know, make them all two, whatever we're going to do. But let's be consistent in what we're doing. And like I said, I, I've always had a concern about the fact that you could have a majority of new people. And I think if you talk to my new colleagues, uh, Council Baptiste, Council Oliver, Council Pereira, or Council Burgo, I think they'll tell you that, you know, it was important for them to have experience of people on the council who had been there and done that in their first six, nine months because there's, stuff going on that you've never seen before and you're not going to see until you, know, you get to June or July or in some cases setting the tax rate December. And, and Councillor Carney, you had mentioned to me that, you know, you would, you would like to, to hold the gavel at some point and, 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 you know, hopefully when you are reelected after this November and that you would be interested in having a charter review go on as, as, as something that, that needs to get done, that just hasn't been done and needs to be done. Yeah. Um, I, I've been, Going with that idea for a very long time, um, I pulled out the charter, and you know we're looking at a charter that was established many, many years ago. I think it was uh, the charter was back in nineteen what thirty nine, I think it was. So in thirty seven. So I think I think that it it does need to be reviewed, looked at, brought up to date, and see where we can fix things and and. Um, uh, add some new things to it, delete some things. I, I just think it should really need to review. And, and um, to the, well, to that end, though, and Council County will agree, I mean, we, we as a council body in the last 10 years have done a lot of that under the direction of Attorney Garatowski. He's constantly seeing things that are inconsistent in the charter, and we continually fix those items on a pretty regular basis. So she is correct. I mean, there is review that needs to be done, 
and it should be done in an organized fashion. So then, Council President Absolutely. Moore, w would you support for this year for getting on the ballot the, to start the process of that, of electing, uh, of selecting a commission to be able to do so? No, I, I wouldn't. Not this year. As I said, we need to have a methodical discussion about, and it's not, and not just the council, by the way. It should be jointly, the administration and the other elected officials. We should have a conversation about what the direction should be. Uh, we certainly can solicit public input. Now, we always solicit public input on stuff um, we're happy to do that but we should have a conversation and it's not a conversation that's going to happen in the month of august and september to get it on the ballot in time um, and so no no i wouldn't and as i said i i don't see the need for us to immediately turn over the new Bedford city council because as i mentioned in my previous remarks that naturally has happened over the last 10 years and you know again if you just look at the wards for a minute tim you, got, you had Morad, then you had Oliveira, and now you have Markey. You had Martins, and now, I'm sorry, you had Cazera. Now you have Martins and um, Fiesta. In Ward 3, that's turned over dramatically, as you know. You had Bousquet, you had Dunn, you had Dana, um, and now you have Oliver. And, you know, Ward 4 is the same. You had Jojo Forts, and then you had Bruce Stewart, and then you had Dana Ribeiro, and now you have um, Derek Baptiste. The same thing in Ward 5, you had Gonzalez, Winterson, and now uh, Luma. And the same in Ward 6, you had Pimentel, Lopes, and now you have Pereira. So, I mean, the change happens. That's what that's what elections are all about. That's what voters do. And it's the same at the at-large race, too. I could run through those as well if you want me to. But if you think about it, you know, you had Saunders, Alves, um, Lawrence, Coelho. I'm missing one. There was one other on the council when I got there as well i mean it's turned over pretty regularly right and 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 councillor carney when we were you know discussing this yesterday you you also spoke about you know the process that has to be done and uh, so i would assume that you agree that it can't be a quick process either that it has to be something that oh, especially this time of year when people are you know missing meetings because they have vacations planned or what have you so you know it's not the time to really dive into something like that well it's not a quick process um According to the charter, it is a lengthy process because it has to go to see if, number one, you want to establish a commission. That's the first question. Then people have to, according to our charter, they have to pull papers if somebody wants to be on the commission. Then that would be another election to add these people to the commission, and then it goes into that process, and that process could take a long time. And even to the fact, the way our charter is writ written, after I spoke to you know, the solicitor's office, um, if if they wanted to change something now, the city council can't do it. It still has to go through a home rule petition because it has to change a mass general law. So the home rule petition would have to go to the legislative body anyway. And the entire legislative body uh, up in Boston would have to vote on it. So that could be a much longer process because it can go in their committee and stay there for several years. So the process of establishing the commission would be the quickest way but it's not it's not quick it's still we're looking at several you know several two-year cycles of, of you know elections to put people on the ballot and to elect them there and to establish and then there's a long conversation so it wouldn't go on for quite some time but it's it's you know at some point we we really need to start the process 
Well, I, I know that, uh, that, that Catherine Adamowitz and Paul Hankins have been encouraging folks to call the council office and to tell them that they want something done on this ballot. Council President Morad, have you been receiving any calls from constituents asking for that? So as of uh, end of day, I don't know what calls they got yesterday, but as of end of day Wednesday, there were six calls. Two of them were from Catherine and Paul. So, no, uh, it hasn't been an overwhelming uh, outreach of people. Um, I myself at my home have, have not spoken to anyone who called me to say, you know, I want you to do this. Um, so I, I don't know about Council Carney. I saw yeah, quite no. a few people. At, yeah, I saw quite a people, few people at the feast last night. Uh, nobody said a word to me about it. So um, I don't know. It, as I said, um, I, it's a little ironic, Tim. You know, when we uh, speak again for myself, when I was trying to put something on a ballot to uh, understand what people's position were, was regarding the CPA. You know, everybody was telling me how, I, including Council Carney. <laughs> How, you know, I shouldn't be doing that and, um, you know, I should be uh, doing it the right way, et cetera. And, you know, so I guess we're in that position now. We should be doing it the right way. We shouldn't be doing something quickly uh, just because, um, you know, somebody thinks it should be done. Well, Councillor Abreu had mentioned uh, on the air with uh, Chris and Marcus the possibility of having a hearing uh, before the council to just get to the bottom of what happened, to just kind of understanding. And I know, Council President Morad, you said you had been speaking with the parties involved. Do you do you think there needs to be a hearing like that in a public forum to kind of have the public understand why a citizen effort didn't work in the way that that it was portrayed that it would have worked? No. Um, you know, I, I have full confidence that Solicitor Jakes and Commissioner DeBerto, um, you know, did what they would do for any citizen and did it in the right way. I truly believe there's a misunderstanding here somehow. And no, I, I'm not in favor of, of uh, taking good, hardworking city employees and putting them in front of a, a commission like that. And I'm disappointed that Council Abreu, you know, would make that kind of comment because it's, it's especially since I heard that, you know, secondhand that, you know, he was very supportive of Commissioner DeBrito and the actions that he had taken. So, no, I wouldn't support that at all. I'm not looking to put them out in the public for any reason. Um, you know, and in addition to that, I have no authority over them. Uh, you know, remember, I am not an administrative body. I am a legislative body. And if the uh, mayor felt that any disciplinary action needed to be taken, I'm sure he would consult with the council and, you know, some action would be taken. And I know, Councillor Carney, you said you were you were still, you know, finding out answers for that just for your own information edification, too. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. No. And, and that's in, you know, that was uh, um, what I, I mean, I, I don't support the term limits because we already have term limits, which means the voters go out, vote you in or vote you out. So, no, I did not sign the petition. So when this all unfolded, I didn't even know what the petition said. I didn't know what the wording was because, like I said, I wasn't supportive of any term limits um, for for any government officials. So, I mean, I just kind of just let it let the process go. And then, after, you know, as it unfolded and it couldn't happen, then I then I started doing my homework when everybody was calling out the council that I we have nothing to do with these um, with these positions. We have nothing to do with the I mean, these petitions. I mean, it's you know, they were throwing the council underneath uh, the bus something that we have no control over and we uh, we do not have control over the the city departments you know when i said i would be supportive if somebody puts a motion on the floor it comes before me i would definitely put it on my appointments and briefings 
I mean, I was confused um, of what was going on in this whole situation myself, mm-hmm. trying to get the information. You know, but I finally got the information, and I found out that the way that the mayor's in um, Section B, or Plan B, the way the terms of the mayor um, can be done and the terms of the city council are two different processes. So that was explained to me. So now I understand, you know, what truly happened um, with this whole petition thing. Yeah, and Kim, you know, before somebody uh, calls up and says, oh, they're going to block this because they don't believe in it, you know, uh, I just want to point out to you, and again, I I generally speak for myself when I make these comments. I want to point out to you that I've stated to you more than once that I was not in favor of residency in the city of New Bedford. I, I don't really care where you live as long as I got the best person for the job. But there was a determination that that needed to happen, and I supported it and worked with my colleagues to make it the best that we possibly could under the situation. So I don't want anybody to say, oh, you know, she or they are going to block it, because that's not what we've done in the past. If something's come forward that needs to be done, whether we believe in it or not, we have a vote. Whether we believe in it or not, we do the best that we possibly can uh, for the residents in the city that we're elected to represent. And, and from all the comments I've heard from counselors on this, they've divorced themselves from the actual content of the question. And, you know, they've said, let's look at the, the procedure and worry about that, because that's that's the bigger question here is, you know, will this be a deterrent for people who want to start citizen movements for other things? And I guess the, you know, the short answer to that is it shouldn't be. It's just that this process is a little bit archaic and different than, than the way that process might work otherwise because of the charter and because of the way that the government is handled. Um, I want to move on to something else that I'm sure will be another controversial thing for a lot of the callers and listeners on WBSM. There's a city property meeting coming up next week. Uh, the Zaitarian Performing Arts Center has requested a 99-year lease commitment for the building that they are working to renovate right now. And so that, I think, Council President Moore, will be another thing that some folks will have a... a, a um, There'll be a lot of people who are in support of it because they love the Z and everything that they're doing and committed to it. But then other people will look at that and say, 99 years is a long time. Yeah, um, I, I think there's going to be a pretty robust discussion about that. Um, you know, I, I briefly read, I have not read the entire lease agreement. But, you know, what I have read, I have some concerns about. Um, you know, I oftentimes hear from people about the city's support of the Z. Uh, financially and how uh, maybe that's too much and I think maybe we need to look at that and make a determination if this is an organization I know they're in a city building but if this is an organization that is trying to um, is, is leasing space from us then there should be a point where the city is they're no longer dependent on the city for several services and I have the same conversation every year when the revolving fund comes in front of us to the quest center you know I deny that every year because again we have businesses in there that city shouldn't be having to support uh, the quest center um, with regard to from a financial perspective it should self-sustain itself so I think it'll be an interesting conversation I'm looking forward to hearing what my colleagues have to say uh, I don't know how Council Carney has seen um, you know, this appropriation every year to the Z, I'm sure she gets calls as well. Um, you know, I, I will see. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, Councilor Carney, your thoughts on, on a 99-year lease? Yeah, um, I, I, like I said, I, I've, um, well, I've into the full lease yet. I just kind of, it came to us when things come to us, I just briefly look over it before when it 
goes in front of the city council before it goes into committee, just in case it doesn't. You know, you never know what's going to happen on on the on the floor and how uh, certain things uh, that uh, come before us, whether they go into committee or not. But um, I'm not opposed to a 99-year lease. What I'd like to see if that is going to happen, I would like to see that whoever has such a lease, whether it's the Z, Quest Center, whatever, that they become self-sustaining on their own. I don't, if you're going to lease that building, you're going to have it that long. It's kind of a, and that ownership should now revert to you, so you shouldn't be depending on the city for, for any funding. Um, because at 99 years, you're able to go get the major grants, you're able to get the loans, you're able to sustain yourself because you technically own the building for a lifetime. So um, I'm with uh, in agreement with Council Mora that some of these buildings, if we're going to give it to them, they should be self-sustaining because they are bringing in revenues. And once that happens, they are affordable to, they, they can, uh, what do you call it, go after major grants and, um, you know, monies from the state, monies from everywhere. So, um, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm not opposed to it, but I'm opposed to um, financing them for 99 years, too. Sure. Well, we have uh, just about a minute or so mm-hmm. left here. Uh, Councillor Carney, there's a, a appointments and briefings meeting coming up. And uh, do you have an idea of some of the items that will be on the agenda for that meeting on the 14th? Um, yeah, well, well, we're just... The meeting, we're having the meeting on the 14th because we have two public hearings that were uh, continued to that day. And then we just have a couple appointments. And, of course, we have uh, uh, Bob Ekstrom, who's coming back, that, that's on the agenda also. So it's, it's, it's kind of a light agenda in August, but September will be um, back in the full swing of things for our, uh, our meetings. And now the most important question. Did either of you get out to the feast last night, and will you be there uh, throughout the course of the weekend? Yes, I was at the feast last night for opening night, and I stayed, oh, I think about till 10 o'clock. I had a great time, hung around with some friends and my, my family, and then came home. I was there as well. Um, it was a nice crowd. It was a beautiful night, um, and it was it was a good time. I left a little bit earlier than Council County because I had to be Auntie Uba uh, for one of my family members. So, But it was good. It was a nice crowd, and... Um, I like the new security system. I didn't really see a lot of backups at the entrances. And if that makes it safer for everybody, then that's a good thing. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, I, I hope... no backups at the entrance. Yeah, no, none, none for you either. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like hearing that. And so, uh, Councilor, Councilor President Ward, we'll speak to you next week. Uh, do you know who will be joining you yet? or? Yeah. No, I didn't have a chance to figure that out. So I will, and I will let you know so that you can let your listeners know as well. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you both for joining us. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you later on. All right. Okay. Thank, thank you. And yep. yeah, that is New Bedford. Thank you. Have a good day. That is New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad and Councilor at Large Naomi Carney. We will uh, talk more with you coming up in just a few moments. Uh, if you want to react to some of the things that we discussed there, 508 996 You can also send app chat messages via the WBSM app if uh, that's easier for you. I know we have a caller who's been on hold. If you want to hang on, we will get to you. Uh, but right now, it is time to go into the newsroom and get all the big stories of the day from Adam Bass. 
Georgia police say they'll release a mugshot of former President Trump if he's charged there for election crimes. This week, Fulton County Sheriff Pat Labatt promised reporters he'll provide them with a mugshot if Trump is arraigned. It doesn't matter your status. We, we have mugshots ready for you. The Democrat district attorney in Fulton County has strongly hinted Trump will be indicted soon over alleged election interference. It makes the first time that Trump would be forced to take a mugshot in any of his pending cases. Right-wing activists are blasting the Biden administration for a plan to expand the use of refugee status, which would allow more asylum seekers in from Mexico. Trey Thomas reports. Ira Melman is with the Federation for American Immigration Reform. The whole concept of being a refugee or an asylee is you need protection from a government that you claim is persecuting you. He says most of these migrants have fled Central America and are in Mexico and believes they should be forced to wait there for a court hearing. The refugee status puts migrants on a path to citizenship. I'm Trey Thomas. And breaking news, new new unemployment numbers have just come in. The unemployment rate has fallen to 3.5%. Average average hourly earnings have grown by 0.4%, and there have have been an estimated added new jobs of 187,000. Economists had expected 200,000 new jobs and a a 3.6 unemployment rate. This means that the average Average hourly earnings have risen by one point by one by point one percent of estimates, and that the unemployment rate has fallen by point one percent of estimates. A remaining court has released social media influencer Andrew Tate from house arrest. A, a Bucharest court ruled today that Tate would be placed under judicial control until his hearing in October and will not be allowed to leave the country. The 36-year-old internet personality who has over 7 million followers on Twitter, or X as it's now called, is awaiting trial on charges of human trafficking, rape, and forming a criminal gang to sexually exploit women. Tate has denied the charges. A woman is in serious condition after she was hit in the head with a street sign in Queens. Scott Pringle reports. Well, witnesses say a woman was walking by the corner of Dittmars Boulevard and 33rd Street in Astoria yesterday when the Dittmars Boulevard street sign fell from above and landed on top of her. The woman was taken to the hospital and is in serious condition. Investigators are trying to figure out how the sign fell. Scott Pringle, NBC News Radio, New York. And... Doesn't seem to matter what I do I'm always number two Ryan Gosling's ballad, I'm Just Ken from the Barbie movie, is a certified hit. The song is now on the Billboard Hot 100 at number 87. The soundtrack for the movie debuted debuted at number 2 on the Billboard 200 albums chart. In sports, the Boston Red Sox and Toronto Blue Jays will face each other at Fenway Park tonight. First pitch at 7.10 p.m. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Expect spot showers and breezy conditions as we head through today, reaching a high near 78. As we head into about the 5 o'clock hour, thunderstorms start to move through the area. Be aware of this as you're heading out tonight. We do expect some heavy downpours at times and lightning to be an issue. Overnight, those storms move out low of 67 and for tomorrow, partly sunny, humid, high of 81. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 72 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. You are listening to the Tim Weisberg Show on 
WBSM. And we are going to take a quick break and be right back with... And uh, 508-996-0500 is the number to call in and chime in. In just a few moments that we have remaining in the program, we've got about 22 minutes left for you to sound off. But don't worry, Chris and Marcus are coming up with South Coast now, and they'll be able to take more of your calls, of course. And Barry, this afternoon, you know, he'll be talking more about this issue with Gilly Safiola's filing charges against Naomi Carney, uh, who we actually just heard from with Council President Morad, and uh, also... Of course, Jess will be in tonight with South Coast tonight, too. Uh, but you still have a few moments as well to get your name in to win tickets to see George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic at MGM Music Hall at Fenway. If you go to WBSM.com or the WBSM app, you can enter in there. We'll pick our winner in just a bit for today. And we'll also be giving away tickets on Monday and Tuesday. Got to do the math in my head. And I think Wednesday as well. And then after that, we'll be giving away tickets to Nickelback next week. So that'll be your uh, your other concert that I'll be giving away tickets to next week. And uh, if you want to enter to win to that, we'll also have that up a little bit later on next week at WBSM.com and on the app as well. So today, of course, as we said, as the Feast of the Blessed Sacrament is going on, there will be some rain and thunderstorms today. So maybe you're not going to get out and do some grilling tonight, but you still might have plenty of time to do grilling over the course of the weekend, right? Saturday and Sunday are supposed to be much better. And if you want to get some delicious meat to throw on the grill, you can go to the butcher shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. But maybe, maybe because you can't grill up anything tonight, you still want to get some of their delicious food. Well, you can go there and get some of their pre-made food, the stuff that they cook up for you. And you can take it to go, and you can bring it anywhere. You can bring it home to eat it. You can bring it to the beach, to the park, wherever you might be going. And you can have a delicious butcher shop meal with some of their fantastic caserla. Oh, I love the caserla that they make there. Uh, they'll also be doing goat rabbit for the weekend. You know, So if you want to have those, you can get those. All kinds of stuff. They always have the bukeyau. Whatever you want, Eric will get it for you. That's what he always says. But also, I will recommend, don't forget some of Maria's Rice pudding, homemade, absolutely fabulous. So some of that pre-made food will certainly make not being able to get out there and grill some food feel a lot better. 
So check it out, The Butcher Shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Stop on by and you will be guaranteed to get something good that you will either, you know, be able to eat right out of the container or, you know, wait till Saturday or Sunday to throw on the grill. All right, I got to take another break because we were behind a bit. We'll be back in a few moments. And welcome back in. By the way, thanks to DSY for reminding me, it's actually Brian's in for Barry today. So that'll be coming up for you a little bit later on this afternoon. Uh, but until then, we will talk with you at 508-996-0500. Very quickly, congratulations to our winner of our pair of P-Funk tickets for today. Patricia Wilson, you'll be getting an email from Casey telling you how to claim your tickets uh, to go see George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic August 17th at the MGM Music Hall at Fenway. We'll have more tickets to give away next week for you. Keep entering at WBSM.com and on the app. Back to the phones now, 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. What's shaking, Playboy? Hey, Lamone, what's going on? Uh, just living and loving so, you know, today is the National uh, Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. So it I is. Think that every, and, you know, me being that one chocolate chip always in a sea of vanilla, you know, I think it's a great <laughs> time for everyone to share a little chocolate chip cookie today. Absolutely. With, and yeah. without milk. So out there yeah. in Las Vegas, who has the best chocolate chip cookies? Well, there's a, there's a place called the Cookie Crumbles. Oh, it's, it's really good. But then again, I don't... It's like I've tasted. I've I've tasted when you know you get the munchies. Everything tastes better when you got the munchies. Okay, just throwing it out there, that keeping one under. I I understand that completely. Yes, even a cat crap sandwich in the middle of summer probably would taste <laughs> as long as that Miracle Whip. You know, like so, so I, that's why you're constipated I'm, in Sin City, Lamone, because you eat things like yeah, hippy, you little hippie. So what I'd like to, it's like I'm going to do is like. I'd like to think, I personally, to me, I think you're like the soupy sales of the spooky South Coast. So, <laughs> you know, and so dang that I go way back again. That's, I was going to say, it's a bit so, of an outdated reference there. Well, it, there's a lot of people out there, hopefully, that got that, you know, and it's like, I hope so. I wouldn't want to be the only person out there on, on what, who said that island? By myself, you know, but it wouldn't be the first time. So, but like I told you, you know, I'm going when I come when I start taking my applications for that special lady, I'm going to fly them out there for, out from where you guys live out here to Las Vegas for for New Year's Eve, and I'm going to take her to go see uh, Bruno Mars. In the there you go, man. New Year's Eve show. So that would be good good fun. And so even if even if uh, we didn't get along together, you know, which I'm sure wouldn't be a problem, at least she'd have a great trip and have a good chance to. Get a, get a drink on and dance and have some fun. Lamone, you just gave me an idea for the next great reality show. We could have a dating right. show to date Lamone. That would be if everybody's got if they've got their cojones. I mean, the ladies will hope they don't have their cojones. Never mind. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you there because I got some other calls. But thank you for checking in, Lamone, out there in okay, Las Vegas. Are, are you doing the show this weekend? Uh, not this week, but next week we should be here. I'll hold my breath. All right. My well, breath, so. God right. bless you. To you as well. Take care, Butler. Take it easy. 508, right. oops, sorry. 508-996-0500. That's Lamone out there in Las Vegas. Uh, he hasn't gone to sleep yet, folks, but that's pretty much how he is all the time anyway. Uh, good morning. You're next on WBSM. Yeah, good morning, Tim. How you doing? Hey, you did a very good job in the questioning. Uh, let me just say, if you listen to uh, the mayor and you listen to uh, Councilor Morad, uh, they've come to the conclusion that Catherine uh, hired uh, an inept lawyer, and uh, he uh, he didn't do his job. Mm -hmm. And then 
which uh, I don't I don't buy. And the other thing is, uh, she said she only got six. Uh, Linda Moore only got six uh, calls uh, last time. Uh, I, I believe said, I believe she said the council has only gotten six calls. Six calls. Uh, it wasn't some time back. She said she got a half a dozen calls for rent control. Uh, I believe she said she got two dozen calls for the CPA. Two dozen calls. You know, I find it hard to believe. Twenty-seven hundred signatures, only six calls. Well, they might not uh, be aware of the effort yet. Yeah. Uh, well. Let me just say it's, uh, you know, the, both the mayor and some of the city councils, not all of them, have too, gotten too big for their breaches. And uh, it's, it's not over yet. It's not, uh, there's still light at the end of the tunnel. You know, as a resident, a taxpayer, do your, do your homework, study the issues, and then on election day, go to your poll place and vote, vote them out. It's, uh, you know, this is not... Uh, the end of the world we still have uh we still have our vote and you like i said do your homework study the issues and vote them out remember who the councils and and the mayor and if you don't agree with them you want change and you vote them out yeah well i mean that is the 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 built-in term limits absolutely yeah so it's you know things it's it's not all bleak i just want to remind people there's a light at the end of the tunnel but just to say that Catherine's and a, and a lawyer, you know, they're uh, inept or boobs. Don't know what they're doing when they were misled from the get-go, and uh, no one there at City Hall uh, wants to take the blame. It's deflection. It's sad, but on election day, you know, the residents who are paying attention, uh, they'll vote them out. All right. Well, thank you for the right, call. Tim, you have a great weekend. Care. And uh, 508-996-0500, if you want to call in and chime in, going to take my final break of the morning. So we we have a few moments left if you want to call in 508-996-0500. But I want to I wanna go back to something that both Council President Morad and Councillor Carney said in our discussion with them. And again, this isn't about the Gilly thing, which you can read about at WBSM.com and on the app. Um, I recommend that you do. All the information is in there. But they both mentioned that they were at the feast last night and they felt like the security measures didn't really slow anything down. Marcus is uh, shaking his head in agreement here. He says the same thing, you know, that, that it, it really did not have an effect. So if you were concerned about that and you're thinking about heading out today, tomorrow or Sunday, then you have nothing to worry about. It seemed like it was very smooth. Uh, I drove by the feast grounds and checked out the this morning before I came in here and checked out the setup to see how everything was. And it looks pretty orderly. It looks like it's going to get you in there pretty quickly. So you have nothing to worry about if you plan on getting out there. I will remind you in the final moments that I have of this week's programming on Sunday at two o'clock when the parade starts, there is going to be a military flyover. A Black Hawk helicopter and a Tomahawk helicopter will be flying over the parade route and the feast grounds to help celebrate the 107th Feast of the Blessed Sacrament. It is quite a cool thing to have happen. When that happens, please spread the word so that Facebook and social media is not filled up with people. Did you see that? Did you hear the helicopters going over? What's the hell? What's going on? Helicopters flying over. Something's going on. What's going on? And then my, I will inevitably have my Facebook messenger blowing up with people asking me if I know what's going on. And I tell you, if you send me that message, I am just going to send you a link to the story that I wrote saying that there would be a flyover because I know how that happens. If, uh, if somebody slams a door too loudly, the neighbors are all running to Facebook to say, did you hear that loud boom this morning? What was that loud boom?
And then they reach out to me. Did you hear the loud boom? What's going on with the loud boom? Do we have an earthquake? So I'm sure that the flyover will get the same type of reactions from, from some people that don't know. So spread the word. Everything's okay. It's not, uh, it's not Russia attacking us. It's not aliens coming down to, to finally take over. It's just a military flyover for the parade for the Feast of the Blessed Sacrament, which is a very cool thing, and, uh, and I'm hoping to get down there and, and be able to check it out. I love flyovers. I've seen a lot of them in all my years of covering sports at Gillette Stadium. They've had a lot of them there, and every time I get excited and geek out for them, even even when it's you know something that's because of the atmosphere, they have to fly a little bit too high, and they're not coming down super low. It's still really cool, but it's especially cool when they come over and they basically just buzz the tower. That's that's the fun part. All right, so I hope that you all have a great weekend. It's also, of course, the anniversary of the Borden murders. So if you want to head on over to Fall River and uh, and help celebrate that, you can. I don't know what the status is of their tours, if they're all booked up for today, but you know that they do tours of the home. Uh, and, of course, they'll have some extra tours going on today. So you can check that out as well. Check out my story on the Gilly and Naomi Carney situation at WBSM.com. Also check out my story on Carlos de Oliveira, the co-defendant in the Trump documents case.